0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people. People who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 169 and I'm calling it packing and unpacking. I've talked before about just some packing tips that um, I have specifically with kids. I'm um, in another podcast. I'll try to find that I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, but I just uh, had had some more questions and I thought I would talk about it. I'm currently in packing and unpacking season, because of my book tour. Um, I have loved meeting those of you who I've met. Um, and I hope to meet more of you in Atlanta this weekend, like in a couple of days, right? So um, I'll be there Friday and Saturday, the 27th and 28th speaking at the pinners conference, just go to um, a com slash speaking and you can get the link to get your tickets there. Okay. Um, I am talking about packing and unpacking for trips. Um, it is an organizing thing and it's actually one of those things I kind of enjoy because I do love to travel. And when I plan out a trip, that's when you would assume that I am the world's most organized person because I except for one trip I'm going to tell you about where I completely made a horrible mistake. But anyway, uh, because I do, I mean, like I will write it out. I will, um, you know, uh, details. I mean, like when we go to Disney, I am researching and planning and I have every last minute planned out and every last thing that we need. So that kind of stuff I really enjoy doing. So that, that is the perspective that I'm coming from. I know not everybody feels that way about packing and unpacking. But for me, it's fun. So um, I do treat it like a project, which you know, is not how I can treat um, housekeeping. But because it isn't all the time, that's why I can do that. So my main advice is definitely this is one of those areas where um, you do need to start on paper. You know, I often talk about with go ahead and start with, you know, in your house, start with decluttering. Don't sit down, write out a plan, just start getting the stuff out of your house. And then you're going to really understand how your house functions so much better. Um, but when we're talking about packing and unpacking, paper is really important because when I don't make a list, I forget things. And I know that there are lists on the internet. I know for Disney, it's funny because there'll be Disney packing lists and I'm like, yeah, I don't need all this junk or I need things that aren't on this list or whatever. So I just like to make my own list and I usually have an ongoing one that I'll work on, you know, maybe for a week or so as I'm working on um, getting ready for um, a trip, so that kind of stuff is very helpful for me because, as I realized this past weekend, uh, when I didn't have my girdle um, for my trip to North Carolina, which I mean everybody was there was lovely, and everyone who was there was lovely, and so it could have been worse. But, um, but yeah, I did. I actually forgot something because I did not have my written list the way that I normally do. So, anyway, um what works is starting on paper. What does not work is gathering all the things that I'd like to take. I often do that. I'm like, Oh, this would be nice. Oh yeah, this is an outfit. Oh yeah, this is an outfit. And then all of a sudden I have way more than I could possibly need. Um, and so that doesn't work either. So we're just going to kind of talk about uh, the process for me. But before I do that, let me talk about this week's sponsor who is prep dish.com PrepDish, You guys know, I love them is a healthy subscription based meal planning service as the end of the school year hurdles closer and life is busy, but you're also motivated to eat healthy as we near summer, let PrepDish do the planning for you. Each week you get an email. In that email is a grocery list, a step-by-step plan for prepping that week's meals in one to three hours and instructions for cooking the meals on the night you eat them. But on the night you eat them, the prep work is already done. So that eliminates so much time and pretty much all of the excuses. April's 1 hour prep menu each month you get a um a 1 hour prep menu for those extra busy weeks you only have to spend 1 hour prepping. Included balsamic or balsamic, not sure. Um chicken tenders with quinoa, artichoke, tomatoes and feta yum. Um grass-fed beef bacon and avocado burgers with sweet potato wedges. Again, Yum. Allison, the founder of prep dish is offering listeners of a slob comes clean, a free two week trial. Go to prep dish.com slash a slob comes clean to check it out and see how much easier it makes your life. That's two weeks free trial at dot com slash a slob comes clean. Okay. So part of my problem when packing, when I tend to overpack is, um, I have to fight against my mentality of always wanting to have choices. That's one of the reasons I've struggled with clutter for so long. I like choices or I think that I like choices. I like the idea of choices. I don't like being pinned down. What if I don't feel like wearing that when I get there? What if this outfit looks great to me right now, but it's not what I'm in the mood to wear and the actual day when I'm supposed to wear it. Um, that's the way I think that I need to function. Please forgive me if you hear an almost yawn at all. Y'all, I'm so tired from traveling, but anyway, whoo. Um, I may yawn at some point during this podcast. I'll try not to, but if I do, I do. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Um, but I, I think I want choices and that's one of the reasons why I, as I decluttered in my house, I would come across things where I was like, why do I have six of this item that I truly only use one of? It's because my natural inclination is to always give myself choices. To think that in some point in the future, I'm going to love having choices to make. But do you know what I actually generally love? a lack of choices. Not always. But in the end, I am often so incredibly grateful. Oh, my goodness, y'all. I'm sorry. I in the end, I'm often so incredibly grateful when the choice is already made for me, because then I can just go with it. And I'm almost never miserable about it. Almost. I'm not going to say never but in these kinds of situations where I limit myself to truly only having one outfit per day, plus usually one extra, cause I just can't, can't completely go there. Um, I'm generally so much happier that in the moment when I'm traveling and my focus wants to be on, I don't know, having fun and traveling. Um, if I have fewer things to pick out because I didn't bring four different pairs of jeans and seven different tops for a three-day trip, and instead I actually went and packed outfit by outfit per day, I find that I'm like, oh, it's it's a nice feeling to only pull out the things that I actually want to need to wear that I need for that day. So packing outfit, outfit by outfit naturally reduces the amount of stuff that I pack. And it reduces decision fatigue during the vacation when I honestly generally don't want to be making those decisions. And guess what? Even on those rare times where I'm like, man, I wish I had a few more choices. I've survived every single time. I have managed, I've made it. Um, and then later, as I'm hauling things through the airport, I'm again thankful that I packed less instead of more. So, fewer choices is actually a really good thing. And that's where the um, starting on paper comes out. You know, when I just think, oh, I've got this weekend, I did this for last weekend going to North Carolina. I just started gathering a bunch of outfits. And I thought, oh, well, th- this will be good. This will be good. This will be good for this event. You know, This, oh, this is something I'd like to wear. This is something I'd like to wear. And then all of a sudden, I realized I had seven different outfits. And I was like, well, I'm only actually going to be gone like three days. And that was a longer trip than most of mine have been. But I'm only going to be gone three days. I don't need seven outfits. And so then I go, okay, well, let me pick out the ones that I actually want. And just like the whole container concept, working with the suitcase, all that stuff works together. Now, I am going to say, that um, I have gone the wrong direction with minimalism on this. For example, last summer, I know some of y'all love hearing about mistakes that I've made. Oh, well, boy, this was a mistake. So we went on a two week trip to Israel last summer and my whole family went. And I honestly look back and go, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't. I, I do know that in general, packing more minimalistically is a very good thing. Um, I went way too far this time. Okay. And part of that was because we did the archeological dig and it was a situation where we were getting very, very dirty. Um, and I, you know, we kind of needed certain kinds of clothes for the dig. And I was not about to buy us five different special outfits for the archeological dig. Um, and so I was like, Oh, well, we'll just, we'll just wash them out in the sink. Now, part of this, I blame the people on the trip telling us that, um, it's so dry there that your clothes dry, like almost instantly y'all. They don't, I mean, they drew, they dried pretty well on the week that we were in a hotel with an actual balcony and we could put it out there, but my entire family, they didn't have, um, balconies. And so they were all bringing their clothes to our balcony to dry. And then the second week we didn't have a balcony. And that's when we were hanging things by the hanger on the air conditioning vent, trying to get things dried because I had brought so few clothes that I was planning on us washing our clothes almost every night. Do you know what you don't feel like doing every single night, washing clothes on a vacation? It, uh, it was ridiculous And you know, my kids were staying in a different room than I was. Um, they were staying with their cousins in a room and it was like, I have no, I, I I tried probably the first three or four days to, you know, give them instructions, help them understand how to wash their clothes. And y'all, I don't even, by the last day of the two weeks, I have no idea how many days they had worn those same undies. I'm telling you, I think we stunk so bad. Um, coming back, but whatever. Yeah. Um, that was a little too, too much. I, I, I guess I didn't, I mean, I wrote some things down on paper, but I really went way too minimalist on that. Um, so, you know, thinking things through and, and actually here's one thing I'll tell you. I know there are some men who listen to this and I, this is going to sound like I'm being dismissive and I'm not, but be careful who you listen to, who gives advice on things like packing for a trip because, um, the man who made the advice on the trip that I went on, I'm telling you, I don't think he had a clue. Anyway, example being your clothes are going to dry immediately. They don't. Okay. Um, so unpacking, uh, what the question that I got was, um, you know, how do you manage it? You know, cause it require does it require an extra laundry day? Yes, it does, but it's just an extra laundry day. And this is where having the actual routines throughout normal life helps so much with coming back from a trip. Okay. Um, I am still, I try to be kind of, but I am still not someone who stays up all night cleaning before I leave for a trip the next day. I do kind of wish I was that person, but I just can't do it. Like it's not me. I am not, I am not driven or motivated to have my house be perfect before a vacation. Now those people who do, who are motivated for that have all these reasons why none of your reasons make sense to me, but whatever. Um, I just don't care enough. And so I don't, um, but Having laundry under control means that when I come back with a huge amount of laundry, maybe even just three days worth when it's traveling seems like a lot or a week's worth or whatever. When I come back with that, it's not as overwhelming. It's just laundry day. Now for us, we do laundry day. And so it's a matter of sorting it into piles and then doing it. And yes, we go ahead. If we were to get back on a Tuesday, we would go ahead and sort those things into piles and have our laundry day, you know, ASAP, maybe not the day we get back, but Wednesday or whatever. Um, and then start it again, getting back on track on Monday with a regular laundry day. But, um, just you know, making the actual unpacking be a matter of unpacking into the laundry piles that are part of our routine anyway. Does that make sense? Uh, so that right there is is a key thing to remember that you know, I'm just randomly doing a podcast about traveling. But if you listen to my podcast all the time, it's because you're working on your house, as a whole on a general everyday of life kind of thing. And that working on the general everyday of life kind of thing makes vacation recovery easier because you're not just bringing in a whole bunch of new laundry, dirty laundry to go on top of the old dirty laundry. Does that make sense? So the goal for me, kind of like the whole catching up after a party, Um, And I did a podcast on that. I think it was in December. You know, how do you get back into normal routine after the craziness of a party? Um, How do you maintain that progress that you've worked on building up to the party? Um, It's kind of the same idea with unpacking from a trip is the goal is to get back to ground zero. So the goal is to get back to to not let this just be something that piles up on top of everything that of every other thing that we have going on, but instead saying, okay, I'm going to work on the contained stuff that comes out of the suitcases and let that be, you know, the thing that's the project that I'm working on so that I can then get back to ground zero to, you know, base level on the house. Okay. Um, Souvenirs. I'm a big fan of minimal souvenirs, useful consumable souvenirs. I posted on Instagram recently um what I got my family, which they were all thrilled and excited. But I got them each um from the Pinners Conference in San Diego. I got them each a um chocolate covered bacon because that's weird and we don't buy that very often. If you eat it every day, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say it was weird, but it is, it's weird. Um but chocolate covered bacon, I got them each a chocolate covered bacon. So I was able to come home from my conference, their eyes lit up. Oh, that's cool. That's fun. You know, one of them eats it immediately. One of them saves it a couple days. One of them still hasn't eaten it, whatever, but that's their personalities, but it's consumable. Okay. So they had the experience of remembering or of realizing that I actually thought about them while I was gone. The fact that I didn't get them any North, anything in North Carolina does not mean I didn't think about them, but whatever. Um, but they got that experience of yay, mom's back. Oh, here's a gift for you. Okay. We got to kind of experience the thing. That's the reason why people do buy souvenirs for other people, but it was consumable. Okay. So looking for that kind of stuff or looking for something useful. Um, a coffee mug is great, but as you come home, and you unpack those things, it's kind of like after Christmas, when you bring new stuff into the house, remember the concept of, if I'm going to maintain the decluttering progress that I have made over time leading up to now, I've got to one in, one out things. I have got to replace instead of adding two. Okay. So the goal is not to just bring the new stuff in and add it to everything that we already had, but it's bring the new stuff in. If I bring in a new t-shirt from wherever it was that I was, okay, what old t-shirt or some other item to make room for that t-shirt, what thing can I remove as I put that in the drawer? If the thing that I bought on my vacation was a new swimsuit cover up, well, then I need to get rid of my old swimsuit cover-up, or if I'm not willing to, what else can I get rid of that goes in that same space that makes room for this new thing coming in? If it is a coffee cup, which is you know a perfectly great um, souvenir that I know a lot of people collect, we like them, um, then as I bring that one home, then I need to replace an old coffee cup. Okay, so find the coffee cup that is less container worthy. And as I as I think along those lines, and as I realize that everything coming into my house is going to have to replace something else, then that makes me not just go, Oh, I'm going to grab a coffee mug for the sake of having a coffee mug. But it makes me actually look at the different coffee mugs and go, which one is the size and shape that I personally like, because you have a size and shape of personal of coffee cup that you personally like, right? That's why you gravitate to the same ones again and again. So, you know, looking for, oh, well, it's not just any coffee cup that I want, which honestly makes the hunt for the souvenir even more fun. But, you know, having that in mind, as I bring some, as I buy a souvenir, if I really need one, then that turns into already knowing that something in my house is going to have to leave when this comes in. Okay. So having that one in one out thing, be part of the unpacking from the trip. Okay. So laundry goes to laundry piles to be ready to have its own special laundry day to get back on track, get to ground zero and, um, replacing instead of adding stuff. So every new, every souvenir that comes out, that's not consumable needs to um needs to replace something. Okay. And if it's not worthy of replacing something, then maybe you don't actually need it. I know, right? It's really hard to get rid of something. But I have done that. I've brought something home from a trip that looked really amazing and awesome and perfect in the area where I actually was and then I get home and I'm like, yeah, I don't need this. Why do I have this? Okay. Um decluttering already clothing, decluttering clothing before my trip. For one thing, it makes packing easier because I basically only have clothes that I actually like and look good on me. And somehow that makes packing easier. And if you haven't decluttered clothing yet, use the things that you pick as your most comfortable and cute, you know what I mean? Like when you're traveling, you want it to be comfortable for the actual traveling, but also cute. Those things that you pick to put in that container of a suitcase, let that help you declutter in general. If this item was not vacation worthy. And I'm talking about a vacation. I'm not necessarily talking. I know vacations have their own unique challenges according to what terrain you're going to be in and weather and all that kind of stuff and activities. But let that process of going through and finding this is actually cute and it will be cute in the vacation pictures, but it's also comfortable. I'm going to keep that. What are the things that you're like, I would never wear that on a vacation. Okay. Well, then can that free you potentially to go ahead and get rid of it now? Can that free you to um, identify it as something that I didn't pick it for a vacation to put in that container of a suitcase? And that opens my mind opens my eyes to see that I actually never pick that for any reason. Now that I think about it that way. Okay. Um, other things too, to consider is, you know, I did a, I did a thing on, um, using a laundry service last spring when I was, you know, in the midst of crazy book deadline. And, um, it was something that I realized, I think I might do that on vacation at some point. Maybe it would be worth it to me to drop my clothes off, you know, one day, and then go pick them up the next day if there is that available in, you know, the, the area where I'm staying. So, you know, that, that can also be a way that maybe a 10 day trip only needs five days worth of clothing. And also means that I'm not going to have every last stitch of clothing that I own in my house went on the trip with me and now has to be washed you know, I've only got five days worth of stuff to wash. Um, And also just in general, having decluttered my clothing means that I don't have as many things to choose from, which forces me to do laundry right away, which is not a bad thing for people like me. When I had a ton of clothing, way more than we could possibly ever need or use, then I would get home from a vacation and my stuff could sit in the, um, suitcase for a week or two weeks because I had plenty of other clothes to wear, but that, you know, kind of like with the dishes, having fewer dishes forces me to do dishes more consistently, which is not a bad thing because when I do it more consistently, it is not able to get as overwhelming with as big of a pile. See how that works. Okay. All right. I would love to hear y'all's thoughts on um, packing and unpacking. I did want to say I loved an idea that one of you shared after last week's podcast where I talked about photos. Um, Someone was saying in a comment on the podcast um, uh, post, show notes, which you can sign up to have those delivered to your email by going to a slobkemsclean.com slash podcasts with an S. Um, and you can sign up there for specifically a newsletter for that. But anyway, I loved how one of you was talking about how you took family photos to a family reunion and laid them out on a table. I'm sure you had already taken the ones that you really wanted, laid them out on a table and let people pick which ones they wanted to keep. And that just was a natural shifting and sifting, not shifting, but sifting of those photos Um, to have the best ones come out and then realize that the ones that were left over were those ones of elbows and noses and fuzzy pictures of unidentifiable people. And it just kind of helped to um, release that uh, pressure of feeling like you needed to keep everything. And it helped you declutter and other people were happy. And I just thought that was a great idea. So as you're looking towards your summer family reunions, you could send out an email and say, Um, you know, this is something that we're going to do. Brie, if there are family pictures that you, um, don't have space for, or, you know, you have all the ones you want, bring them, we'll put them in the middle, everybody bring your own photo album and we'll go ahead and pick the ones we want and put them in albums right then. And then if somebody sees one that two people would like, they can, you know, take a picture with their phone. So they have it too. Um, So, anyway, that uh, hopefully was helpful, but I loved that idea that one of you um, gave. And I love it when you guys respond to podcasts and let me know your ideas too. Um, Okay, so I'm going to go now. I hope to see some of you guys in Atlanta. Don't forget as well that if you would like to be a patron of the show, you can go to patreon.com. That's P R, forget that. P A T -t 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 R E O N dot com slash a slob comes clean, um, and find out how to be a patron. Those who are patrons at the $5 a month level, um, get invited to a super secret Facebook group, um, where I just love it. I mean, I, people just share their own projects that they're working on and it's just a very lovely environment. So anyway, um, that is a perk for being a patron. So, um, if you are a patron and you are not in that Facebook group, you need to email me. It's because there is a form you have to fill out so that I can invite you. It's there in Patreon. Once you're a $5 a month patron, you can see it at that point. But if you have not been able to find that form, just send me an email, clean at com, And I will, um, get you that form so that I can get you invited. All right. Thanks for joining me. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.